Hare Krishna, dear devotees. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. My name is Mandala Ramdas from Ottawa, Canada. I'll be your host today, and we'll be talking about Maha Mercy. We have a special guest from Toronto, Canada. His name's Maha Bhagavat Prabhu. He's a one of the greatest Sankirtan devotees in in Toronto, always spreading lots of mercy in the form of Srila Prabhupada's books, and always walk around with a smile, uh, inviting everyone to come. And he's been a very great inspiration for me as well in my spiritual life. Welcome, Mahabhagavat Prabhu. Hare Krishna, thank you very much for having me on your podcast, Prabhu. And I wouldn't say greatest, I would just say one of them, because there's a lot of them here. That's, that's true. Well, you've definitely been a stalwart. Uh, we, we've had uh, Maha Bhagavat recently come to our center in Ottawa to share uh, an SOS seminar. So a Sankirtan orientation seminar with some of the, the new devotees that have been coming and, and just to inspire them so that we could all go touch the pavement together. And uh, he, I see just by his acumens, you know, this is what he lives. He, he lives and breathes Sankirtan to go out uh, first digest Srila Prabhupada's books himself and then go out and distribute the overflow. So today, uh, like we said, we'll be talking about Maha Mercy. What does that mean? It's it's about distributing Srila Prabhupada's books in the form of just sharing this love and compassion with everyone we come across and helping them get in touch with these great transcendental wisdom literatures. And along with that, we'll have a little discussion with regards to the Bhadra Purnima campaign, since we're in full swing of that. So, Prabhu, um, maybe we could just start off with, uh, what's your experience in sharing the, the Srimad Bhagavatam with, with others? Uh, yes, so the, the, obviously we, we all know that Srimad Bhagavatam is the crown jewel of all of our Vaishnava literature and even the Chaitanya Charitamrita, which is the highest um, text in our Gaudiya Vaishnava Siddhanta, uh, heavily references and relies on and in fact can be even seen as a commentary of commentary on the Srimad Bhagavatam. So uh, definitely it's, a, it's an amazing uh, text. What I have found is that um, just as with everything else in Vaishnava life, such as getting Haridam Diksha, for example, or you know, getting some kind of service, whether it is service to cook for the Lord or service to um, dress the Lord or to perform some other deity services or any kind of service within the temple community. Um, it, as, at least it is true in my case, is that all of that service has actually come in an undeserved way. So if, for example, I was to go out there and start looking for someone who is qualified to receive the mercy of the Srimad Bhagavatam, I would be certain that even I myself would not qualify for that. So um, what I have found is that we need to go out there and figure out how to increase someone's interest in spiritual life in various ways. Uh, a lot of this has to do with taking a personal interest in, um, in, in them, encouraging them in their spiritual life. And there will come a point when they are actually interested in the Srimad Bhagavatam. 
and uh, I have found that sometimes it happens very quickly. Sometimes it happens in a matter of minutes because they are ready. Uh, many other Vaishnavas have actually worked um, worked to help them in previous lifetimes or this lifetime. And sometimes it's just a matter of minutes. And sometimes it can take a long time. So I have seen definitely both extremes um, in, in, in sharing the Srimad Bhagavatam. So I can see that once uh, I was on a plane and I was reading the Srimad Bhagavatam myself. And, uh, and I was reading, um, and it was a four hour flight from Toronto to Los Angeles. And I was on this uh, plane ride and uh, I, um, there was a lady beside me and she was, very, she was very curious to see what I was reading. So I gave her the Srimad Bhagavatam and I told her about it. And then she said, how can I get one? Like just in a, in a very short amount of time. I was reading all this time myself. And then when I wrote, to, wrote about this experience to His Holiness Giriraj Swami Maharaj, he said, just see how powerful the reading of the Srimad Bhagavatam is. That just by being in the vicinity of somebody who is reading the Srimad Bhagavatam, somebody might get inspired to get a copy themselves. And then um, the devotees in his con I wrote to the devotees, I wrote to Vijay Prabhu, and he actually had a copy of the Srimad Bhagavatam delivered to this lady. And it was just, it was just like I was not even out there distributing books, I was just reading myself, and, and this happened. And at other times, um, the Srimad Bhagavatam was a natural consequence of actually getting a better understanding of the Bhagavad Gita. There are a lot of devotees who start reading the Bhagavad Gita and it, it, it can take a long time. In my case, it took many years, many hundreds of readings before I could actually uh, get a true appreciation for Bhagavad Gita, to be honest with you. And then, even then, it did not happen until, you know, I came in touch with my spiritual master and one of my Shiksha Gurus here in Toronto who, who conducted um, weekly, week programs, weekly classes on the Bhagavad Gita, where it took us about five years to go through the 700 verses of the Bhagavad Gita every week, week after week. And, uh, and Rupanuga Prabhu and his, his good wife, Mother Krishna Bhakti, they helped us to, you know, to get a deep understanding. And then there was my spiritual master. I think I counted more than 600 challenging and all kinds of questions that I have asked my spiritual master and he patiently responded to each and every one of them. It took all of that effort to convince me that this um, this is really something amazing. And then and then I was ready to read the Srimad Bhagavatam. Right? So, so many devotees over the years, so many spiritual masters and their classes, so many kirtans, so many harinams, so many uh, experiences in devotional service were contributing, were a contributing factor to my appreciation of even starting, beginning to read the Srimad Bhagavatam. And there were lots of, um, you know, lots of on and off. Um, when I read a lot, sometimes I did not read a lot, but eventually I developed a great appreciation for, for this literature. And I can tell you it's going to take me at least the rest of this lifetime um, to even just appreciate the magnitude of that gift that has been bestowed upon me. Wow. Beautiful, Prabhu. Yeah, you know, this is, like you said, the potency of the Srimad Bhagavatam that we, we just start reading ourselves and uh, especially that visceral experience when the Bhagavatam is sitting there right in front of someone. Uh, it, it, it's Krishna is all attractive. So really it attracts them just by uh, its, its presence being there. And this is the great thing, like 
if one is traveling, to just take one canto with you, read in front of someone. It's not quite the same as if one were to read it on Kindle or the Vedabase app. If you actually have the physical presence of the Bhagavatam, you know, people oh, will yes. naturally oh, be yes. attracted to it. Oh, yes. Uh, I met someone um, once who said, I have downloaded the, the electronic version of the Bhagavatam. I said, where do you download it from? And I sa- he said, he scraped the website to download it. And I said, when was the last time? He what? He, he, what did he, he, he scraped the vedabase.io website. Uh-huh. You can download a website to, to, to reside on your local computer. And I said, when was the last time you read anything more than two pages on the computer? <laughs> and that was enough to convince him to say, yeah, I need one. <laughs> How can I yeah. get one? <laughs> I have not read it. Yeah. I, I notice it. I, I have the Bhagavatam always sitting right in front of me here, uh, right by the computer, or pretty much in every room in my house. And uh, it, just by its presence, it's always drawing you. And I have to read the Bhagavatam. I want to read the Bhagavatam. And uh, I guess your experience—you you, kind of grew up in like a Vaishnava family, and yeah. I, I've noticed this with you know people coming from a certain spiritual tradition, whether it's Christianity. Uh, I know even some of the younger like people from Islam and especially in the Krishna consciousness movement that for myself included that I didn't take uh, Krishna consciousness, spiritual life as anything important. I just I brushed it off to the side, not 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 wanting to get involved with it and so forth. Uh, and after talking to you, you had a similar experience. Uh, until you actually met some Sankirtan devotees uh, distributing yep. the, the Bhagavad Gita, is that correct? Could you yeah, it was tell one, us a little bit about that? Yeah, it was, um, it was, it was, uh, I remember it as the first day of my first job, but I could be wrong there, but it was definitely very early in my career. Um, in Bombay, uh, I was walking outside a railway station and I saw this brahmachari with a pile of Bhagavad Gitas. And, um, you know, in my childhood, I also studied Sanskrit and I also um, have read more than, had at that point read more than 15 editions of the Bhagavad Gita by different authors. And after every edition of reading the Bhagavad Gita, I was always kind of more confused than I was before. You know, and it's like, what do you want me to do with this information, first of all? And second of all, why is Krishna contradicting himself all over the place? Like, how is this possible? Right? And, um, that's because I wasn't reading the Sanskrit directly, uh, but I was reading all these co- translations and commentaries as well, along along with the Sanskrit. So, so uh, when I read the, when I got the, when I saw the Bhagavad Gita as it is, I thought, ah, here's another person claiming to be as it is, and um, and I had studied in various schools, including, you know, um, Christian missionary schools, etc., in India, and uh, where actually. Uh, the the Bhagavad Gita and other Vedic literatures are quite uh, quite maligned, I must say. Uh, they say it's full of uh, tautologies. Uh, it's full of um, you know things that are contradictory, and look at society around you and and things like that. And I was actually quite deeply influenced by all of that stuff. So that means so, just like it's very confusing or watered down. What what what, what do you mean by maligned? Well, uh, that that it's really. Um, it, it, it is it's open to so many interpretations mm. that uh, that how could it be the word of God if it's open to so many interpretations? Right? It's, it has uh, and and then the the, the commentators on on the Bhagavad Gita they made things worse by actually uh, giving all sorts of different interpretations on on this text. And um, so my 
thing was that okay this is here's another person claiming to be as it is and okay i'm going to and also i had this disdain for people who are running away from life quote unquote because <laughs> here was a monk he was my age he was with a shaven head and he was like look at this fellow just mooching off of society right not paying his dues he should be you know he should be working he should be paying taxes what is he doing here <laughs> right so that was my attitude so uh, um so i thought oh he's just you know he's probably here to make a buck so he gave me a bhagavad gita and he did not actually take any money from me uh he did not ask me for any money and i was surprised uh he said somebody has already sponsored so you're welcome to take this and that was my first shock you know i wanted to uh you know uh, uh very proud of whatever little money i had back then and uh so i took the gita i threw it into my briefcase i did not even place it gently i opened up the briefcase on one knee you know how you can open it up on one knee open up your briefcase flick it open throw the bhagavad gita in close the briefcase and walk away without a look at him right and in but that that brahmachari was my benefactor right he was my greatest benefactor he he gave me so much and i don't know who he is i don't have any contact information i don't remember how he looked like I just remember that he was a saffron uh, he was a he was an indian boy in saffron that's it that nothing else right uh, that's all i know about him so anyways i read it the first time i thought i had found some faults and and i and then the next time i i i thought i, I should confirm that and i read that the next time I, next time i thought i had found some more some more faults the previous faults were not really a faults but a flaw in my understanding and i read it a third time and read it a fourth time and by the time i had read it four times i was like no this is something amazing so i began to carry it with me everywhere i went like i was a businessman in india i ran a offshore software company and it was in my um, in the beginning i was so ignorant that i was putting it right next to my shoes <laughs> in the bag right you're you're on an intercontinental trip you have to cram all this stuff in uh so but later on um i began to understand the value of the bhagavad gita more and more and more but i actually did not live the lifestyle like i did not live the instructions of the bhagavad gita until i came to canada and somehow the other joined the rathyatra uh with my wife and then we went to the temple and then i saw hey these are the people who are actually living what's written in that book here they are Right? Wow. and it was just amazing and then and then I, and that was the same time that i met my spiritual master online and then um, you know i got um, your uh, spiritual master is uh, uh shankarshan das yes, adhikari shankarshan das adhikari yes he he runs a, an e course since 2003 you can join at www.joincourse.com j o i n c o u r s e.com and that course he he puts out a little thought Uh, and then he he answers a question and most of my questions were answered before i asked them but those that i that did not get answered i was just pestering him with questions all the time and he was answering those questions and he still does that by the way like 11 to 13 hours a day he answers people's questions I, i'm actually signed up for it so i get the ping at every night at midnight a new 1201 yeah yeah that's right <laughs> a new one comes out there wow that that's so amazing for so you're really uh Uh, you've been affected by the the sankirtan efforts of the devotees oh, yes. really totally. it's a, it's a christian miracle how they just came to you inspired you and you really had such a background in in the wisdom in the culture 
uh, that the philosophy just rang true to you that that Srila Prabhupada yeah. was able to clarify everything through yeah. through his words in the Gita. Yeah, I'm I'm very so I'm so grateful that Srila Prabhupada was able to defeat all my nonsense. I'm so grateful that my spiritual master was able to defeat all my uh, objections. I'm so grateful to all the Vaishnavas. Like you know, I can't even start counting hundreds and thousands of them have worked on me right in different ways. There are all those people who infused me with their consciousness with the food that they gave me, the prasadam. Right? There are all those people who um, who uh, gave classes. All those people who engaged me in all the various services. There's this Dhirnitai Prabhu who used to mop the temple, the Iskon Toronto temple floor after Sunday feast every night, every Sunday's night. And I'd be hanging around because I just like to be in the temple. And then he would be talking to me and he says, oh, are you chanting? Why are you not chanting yet? And I was like, what does it matter to you if I'm chanting or not? Like, why don't you just leave me alone, man? Come on. <laughs> That's what man. But, you know, now, the first time I, I told my spiritual master about, about that, like about that experience with Dhiranitai Prabhu, who is now part of his con Scarborough. And, uh, and my spiritual master offered his obeisances to him. <laughs> You know, and then I, uh, then I, you know, it was only then I realized, you know, what a, what a great uh, soul he is, right? And then I introduced him to Rupanuga Prabhu, who is also, you know, he. I said he, he conducted his Bhagavad Gita classes for five years, and we went to his house. And my spiritual master offered his obeisances to him. Yeah. Uh, it was just, you know, it was just amazing, just this whole. Uh, these Vaishnava interactions. Yeah, this is a huge person. That, that's like the unique thing about Sankirtan. It's the, the art of transcendental book distribution uh, really plants that seed. But those devotees that we interact with, that any person who comes to the temple, you know, we're all representatives of Srila Prabhupada in this greater movement that, that having a modicum of tolerance, of compassion, of of giving the the more broader picture of the whole process of yes. bhakti yoga, devotional service. Uh, you know, we all have to be instrumental in, in finding ways where we can just help someone advance in their spiritual life. Yeah. And, and and then even those people that we meet on the streets, learn how to take care of them and bring them into the fold uh, and, and set up a drip system by which we can nourish them. Well, it's awesome. actually, yeah, exactly. It's, it's actually all about building trust, right? Like uh, people have been so badly hurt in various interactions around the world, uh, around uh, in their lives, that they just don't trust anyone or anything. So uh, it's every interaction can build that trust or break that trust. So uh, so I, that's what I think we, we are like when someone comes to the temple, you know, like the attitude that I have is someone has come to my grandfather's house, right? And he's a guest of my grandfather. And uh, serve them in that way, you know, like wow. figure out how to. Not everybody can, like, and that's another thing that Vaisheshika Prabhu taught, taught, taught us, right? When, when I was doing the Sankirtan training, he, he said that not everybody can accept everything that you have to give them. Right? Like they can only accept according to their own capacity. So one of the things he said was that someone can only accept a smile from you. So give them that smile. Someone can only accept, uh, you know, a wave. So give them that wave. Somebody can accept prasadam. Somebody can accept, uh, you know, a brief, friendly conversation. Somebody can actually take a book, but doesn't have it in them to give a donation yet. Somebody can give you a donation. Somebody can, you know, t chant the Mahamantra with you. Uh, 
and just according to their capacity to accept you can you should you should find out what their capacity to accept it is and just give them as much as they can take it's a beautiful principle uh, when you go out on the streets and you do book distribution you find out okay you know, by reading the people interacting with them a little bit then you see what they can uh except sometimes like in the beginning i used to you know you know it's called like you want to initiate them right there on the spot <laughs> you're sitting there with them for 2 hours right part of the reason is you you're not sure if anybody else will ever stop right yeah. so, so you don't want to let go of them yeah. right another reason is like you're just so eager to pour everything that you have received and 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 you have to realize wait a minute I have received this over the last 20 years. <laughs> this person is not going to be able to accept all of that in like 20 seconds or 20 minutes, <laughs> or even 20 hours. Yeah. It's going to take some time, right? Uh, so, yeah. That's so true for me. And, you know, I know just from some stories uh, I'm hearing about your life and how you conduct yourself is, you know, you, you received these books from, from just a random devotee that you've never heard of, never been in contact since, and it's had such a profound effect on your life. And since that you know that that's really instilled something in you to to take up to the art of book yes. distribution as well that that's pretty much your you have your full-time job but i would say yeah. this is either your part-time job or even more of a full-time job so, for you that so you I, I do everything else yeah i do everything else so i can do this right uh-huh. um you know like otherwise um no um So in 2009 when uh, the book distribution sankirtan movement like that kind of uh, Vaisheshika Prabhu's program started here in Toronto and it had started in summer or may i think of 2009 if i'm not mistaken but i was we were not there we had we were traveling somewhere so we missed Vaisheshika Prabhu and Nirkulamath i don't know if she had come at that time but anyways we missed him and uh, and then we never quite got very he- heavily involved with it. like you know, as an indian you know it's it's a big deal to go out there and and solicit you know like it's it's a big deal i'm in a foreign country here right like uh, what what right do i have to solicit? like you know i'm so it was it was different but uh, in october of 2009 my spiritual master sankarshan prabhu and my guru mata uh, vishnu priya mata ji had come to toronto they were visiting toronto for a preaching trip and so my spiritual master said so what's happening today and i said oh they're just doing some they're going out to distribute some books or something and he was he was like he says they're distributing books i said yes yes they are distributing books and you are here what are you doing here he said i said no i'm here to serve you he says get away from here i don't need you there i don't need you here go out there and distribute those books and then i was still very reluctant you know i didn't want to really i i wanted to bask in the association of my spiritual master at that time you know and 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 guru mata even though she was not well at that time she actually said i will go with you you take me there i so they had they had gone to kensington market which is one of these funky markets in 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 toronto with all kinds of crazy shops so we went there and i saw this this she's you know she, even then she, here's an elderly little gujarati lady of fijian descent jumping around in toronto in the, on the streets <laughs> avoiding cars and all this stuff <laughs> and trying to distribute shila propas books like if she can do it and i mean it's not like she this was the first time she's been doing it from the 70s right so so i should i should i, I can do it too so i got into it on that day actually and uh, and it's been with me ever since and then all the seminars that i attended and you know 
I just uh, feel the pleasure of the Vaishnavas uh, due to this effort. And um, quite often it is just to give them pleasure that I go out. It's like, I, I don't feel it maybe, uh, you know, but, but I know that my spiritual master will be happy if I do this. That's so beautiful, Prabhu. That's the unique thing is that's how we're actually all connected to Srila Prabhupada. Every single one of Srila Prabhupada's disciples and everyone who's been connected to him, uh, they, they have that missionary spirit to, to go out and distribute yeah. his books. It's, it's something that was so yeah. pleasing to him. And as we see now, it's so pleasing to all of his disciples. Yeah. And it's pleasing to us when we engage in that yeah. service to whatever capacity we can. So it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, I mean, what, 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 initially, for example, I would get very elated when I distributed a book and I would get very disappointed when I could not distribute a book. Right. But eventually um, I began to realize that it's really not about me. I just have to be there with the book, be the instrument for that book, basically. And there are people, Krishna is going to send people. Like I just had this, I had to have, I always have this, anyway, if you're out on Sankirtan, you will experience miracles all the time. So I experienced a lot of them. Just recently uh, on a work day, actually, I had, I wanted to go out on Harinam. Okay. So when I'm alone, I can either distribute books or I can do Harinam Sankirtan. But I find that if I do Harinam Sankirtan, when I'm alone, I can affect a greater number of people just because they don't have to stop and talk to me. They can just hear the holy name and they can be benefited by that. Right. And instead of me saying books on yoga and meditation or whatever other greeting that I'm using and then losing 900 out of the thousand people uh, who are not interested, I can actually broadcast the Harinam on everyone's ears. So I, when I'm alone, I tend to do Harinam, but I always have some books with me. Nice. And um, I had put in this perfect questions, perfect answers into my bag for some reason. I was like, I had, I had other books in there, right? I had... Uh, uh, lots of other little books in there but I had put this specific book in there because somehow I felt like I think somebody might appreciate this and I put this in there and then I was doing Harinam okay I was doing Harinam usually people are like especially after COVID they're they're walking 10 feet away from you right like they don't <laughs> want to come close to you so they, but this one boy okay he, he was like he was across the street and he crossed the street and he and he basically held out his fist and like you know, for props, a, props. Yeah, yeah. Just to just to just to do a little fist bump, and uh, then I said, hey, "What's your name?" And then he started talking to me, and um, he said, "You know what? I have some really difficult questions for you." <laughs> I said, "Really? You have difficult questions for me?" He said, "Yes." I said, "Okay." And then I knew why that perfect questions, perfect answers was there in my bag. <laughs> I just handed it to him. And then, you know what happens, right? He yeah. goes out there and, you know, Pranagauranga Prabhu from Montreal? Yes, yes. So he's presently in Toronto. Uh -huh. Okay, so I was at Old City Hall. And he was about a block away and we did not know that we were there out there on Sankirtan, right? He was at Danda Square, right? And this boy walks up to Pranagauranga Prabhu who had set up a book table and shows him the perfect questions, perfect answers. Wow. And Pranagauranga Prabhu texts me, I'm on the train already, I've wrapped up and I've, I've already taken my train back home, basically. And then he's on the train and says, 
so i you, i heard you were out on sakirtan he says yes yes bro I, and you were not even so far away from me and then we started it was because of this one boy who took that book right that that we knew and now we have we are trying to make a plan to go out together maybe i can do the harinam and he can distribute the books or whatever we can do together right so it's going to be a lot of fun it's why i was going to glorify from the ground up when you're saying that because he came to other also and he was just a machine he had that so mission fixed as i'm just yeah. be an instrument of krishna and i'm just going to hand these out to whoever i come across and uh he was doing it so expertly with that proper he was empowered to do it so nicely he's incredible so uh we'll, we'll carry on here for books i know you have a little bit limited time but uh this we could go all day with this this is so beautiful <laughs> i love hearing sankirtan stories but uh i i know just from seeing you when i was staying in the toronto ashram uh when i was first getting into krishna consciousness that uh i saw that you had like a room full of books in your house uh that you just stockpile to to distribute just as as your main main focus in life and since since you received these books i see you've been doing so adamantly just distributing also so maybe maybe you can just give a quick uh example of one of your favorite experiences while being on sankirtan is something that really stands out to you well they're happening all the time and i forget a lot of the previous ones uh, because i can only hold so much up there but uh, most recently i can tell you we were out at the do west festival on danda street west in toronto together this was the most recent one and this one one man uh, walks by along with you know i find out that he's with his wife and another lady who is his mother right and they are basically strolling through the festival and I started start talking to him about you know about stress and meditation and and so on and so forth and um i handed him a chant and be happy um he said he didn't want it i said fine and then i gave him a card and said let's 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 do the meditation together it'll take us 2 minutes and please repeat after me and i do this you know where i repeat they repeat two words at a time then four words at a time and then we chant together and then um after chanting the mahamantra three times he was wearing uh, dark glasses like sort of uh, shades and you could see he, he was like i don't know why but i'm beginning to feel emotional right now <laughs> and then he was this big man right big grown man and he was crying right like and his wow. mother was crying and his his wife was looking at them and his, she was looking at me and they all chanted right and he said what did you do to my husband right <laughs> so, some so, special uh, casting spell on him or yeah, something what have you done right and then he writes uh, and he, uh, then he, so they're all from um, from uh, uh, like eastern european but of muslim background mm. right and uh, and uh, they chanted and he, then he then then he basically gave a huge donation and then he took every book every book that there was his wife took a geeta even wow. and uh, yeah and in the same in the same festival i met this uh, uh, this man uh, and his wife who are both from iraq and they they are of muslim background and his name is muhammad right and and he's basically looking at the geeta i was, I was taking him through the script and he says you know i i can read in english but do you have one in arabic and you know i have been for the last one and a half year i have been sitting on a bhagavad gita in arabic and i was wondering who's going to take this from me <laughs> <laughs> wow. so this is the guy like this is muhammad is going to get the arabic bhagavad gita now 
so it's you know it just happens so much um I, i in the marathon i happened to be in india visiting my parents during the during the pandemic and india sankirtan was something else as, as well like i didn't even have, here i have to convince people a lot like they have a lot of questions and so on in india you just stand there with the books and the, suddenly from somewhere somebody will come on a motorbike screech to a halt you know pull out some money from his pocket and says can i get a bhagavad gita <laughs> yeah we're like the gita wallas in india they know it's got to be says that's amazing for i i noticed that actually it's like every single time you go down sankirtan there's always some some krishna miracle that takes place we we just had our msf uh yes. recently and we had some other devotees coordinating it and there wasn't so many people around because you know kind of last minute other people were busy doing other services so in my mind i was thinking oh maybe we shouldn't go there's only just a few of us and then <laughs> and then somehow we must have the courage you know create the endeavor to go and touch the pavement uh do some beautiful uh sankirtan in the park and just so many miracles happen and people just coming along saying i've been reading the, he had the book of the gita in his back pocket saying i've been reading this for the past year and i i don't know where he got this idea but he's like i'm i'm, I'm starting to begin to feel like i'm a gopi or something i'm like what <laughs> so he's like but I, i know i need some guidance i need some guidance with this so they were like come on over to the That's sunday right. feast and he yeah. follows us to the sunday feast and uh yeah you know to the non-stop there's always these amazing Yeah, I love it. The nourishment that comes from I love it. I love it. I met and I met Sheila yesterday. The 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 the, the devotee from Ottawa. She's uh, here with her parents in Toronto, and I, she came to the Sunday feast at uh, Iskcon Toronto yesterday. Wonderful. She she was one who arranged the MSF festival. So so yeah. nice. She's yeah, she's fired up also. Yeah, I'll go to, to to you for inspiring no, us. No, no, no. Just so, passing it on. So uh, you know, I, I guess along those same lines, isn't now we see we're kind of gearing up for this Bhadra uh, campaign, yes. distributing the beautiful Bhagavatam uh, all over the world, and I I just wanted to get some input from you to see. Uh, you know you've read the bhagavatam you've dove into it and i guess what's your experience on a micro level and then a macro level of just what what do you think could happen if we put well, this into into play like if if people started reading the bhagavatam in your family or in your friend circle and then what to speak on a global scale if we could get yeah. more people in the greater city of toronto or yeah. the world yeah so first of all what i find about the bhagavatam is that it's a completely startling text it turns everything that you thought you knew upside down right like it completely like the very like the very you know if you start reading the first verses of the bhagavatam you read this verse um that says dharma projita kaitava so which means that um kaitava actually means cheating and dharma means you know religion uh, it's translated in english as religion but it means your occupational duty your eternal occupation and cheating right so essentially we realize that okay if i work for a corporation or if i'm part of a some sort of civic body like a city or a state or a, or a na- nation for example every every or, or i buy a pair of shoes even right like everyone is actually selling a kind of religion right they're basically saying that this is what it means to be part of this corporation these are our values this is how we behave right you're expected to dress in a certain way and funny thing you know in early in my career i worked for a company that 
that the ceo had a beard right so every time a young engineer would join the company everybody would they would, they would start growing a beard right because that's the way to be in this company you you the ceo has a beard and so i have a beard so i am part of the in crowd right <laughs> so it's like but but all of these uh so called religions are just fake like it's just garbage right? it means nothing right um so but Uh, the bhagavatam actually startles you into thinking about so many things in a different way like when you in the 12th canto you read about the kaliyuga you say uh, you know you, you read about how people consider themselves men consider themselves handsome when they have long hair right and you see that all over the place right like you see that happening Uh, long hair both beard as well as uh, as well as their their hair actually you see that you know, how is it possible that the bhagavatam has all of this <laughs> information right so personally i feel like the vadra mother campaign is a great such an amazing uh, innovation uh, uh, such an amazing idea uh, because you know we should find every possible excuse in the world to distribute the bhagavatam and every possible excuse we should find every single verse that glorifies the bhagavatam we should find every single blessing that is uh, given you know every chapter at the end of every chapter practically there is a there is a blessing right from uh, if you look at the various chapters in the in the bhagavatam um whether it's a chapter about the uh, the the past time of dhruva maharaj or the past time of prahlad maharaj or you know there are so many uh, chapters in there and every chapter has a has a blessing practically at the end of it and uh, we should take every single one of these blessings and go out there because even if people might have some fruitive idea that oh if i give the bhagavatam on a golden throne i will go back home back to godhead right uh, or if somebody had and that person will also go back home back to godhead whoever is receiving this and even if somebody someone might think oh this is a fruitive idea right like who cares about going back to home back to godhead we want to be uh, you know we want to serve krishna whatever the idea might be the fact is that anyone who comes in contact with the bhagavatam will definitely begin their journey right and eventually all of those statements in the bhagavatam will come true and they have they are they are true and they will they will come true they will manifest in that person's life so we should somehow or the other find a way to make more and more people fortunate like the the, the bhagavatam is like an ocean of good fortune like I, i did not understand the extent of that until i started actually reading it and appreciating it you know over the years uh, multiple times sometimes and when you see a verse quoted uh, in one of shil propa's lectures for example or when you hear um someone giving a class on chaitanya charitamrita quote the bhagavatam or mahaprabhu quotes the bhagavatam or his associates quote the bhagavatam you see how important the bhagavatam is so i think yes we should just totally find every single excuse in the world to share the bhagavatam with those uh who might not even appreciate it i didn't appreciate it like is i'm in the same boat right so uh, yeah. I, i grew up with like the bhagavatam always around like my mother she, she had a set of bhagavatams and i'd always look at it with such a daunting <laughs> vision because i'd see this massive and she had those like those smaller volumes so it was like the 40 volume of the shrimad bhagavatam and uh you know i wasn't a super strong reader growing up or anything like that but uh i thought 
I could never finish that in my entire life until I heard yeah. what Sheshka Prabhu uh, said of just that systematic uh, reading of even if you just read eight pages a day, then you can finish the whole Bhagavatam in five years. Yeah. That changed my entire perspective towards like a, a daily sadhana or just a daily practice, chipping away at it. And what to yeah. speak of 20 pages, two years, 40 pages, one year. Uh, it made it so much more accessible and doable. And then, you know, you, five years is going to pass anyway. So if you read the Bhagavatam, eight pages a day, you'll be a self-realized soul in no time. So uh, yeah. I, on that little like micro scale, just individually, I noticed a devotee actually when i was staying in the toronto ashram they were doing this budget campaign and yeah, it had a little bit of a price tag on it so i was just like promontory staying in the temple and couldn't afford it but one of the devotees extend themselves and there's i think matura kopika and she she wanted to donate a Srimad Bhagavatam wow. and, wow. and you know I, I this Bhagavatam after I moved out of the ashram <laughs> I brought it back to my house and it was just sitting in my closet still in the box actually by Shishka Prabhu signed the seventh canto which uh, I, I'm just about getting there now and uh, he it sat there for like about a year afterwards I didn't dive into it and then after I heard him say that about the systematic reading, then I started opening it up. I couldn't understand anything because, you know, mm. I was talking about creation, Lord Brahma, Garpadakshai Vishnu, all the different Vishnu expansions and so forth. That, uh, But I just stuck with it. I kept progressing through it, going through it systematically. And uh, that's where the greatest transformation actually happened in my spiritual life was, was when, when the whole philosophy started to click a whole lot more. And then being yeah. able to distribute that 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 solidifying of Krishna within the heart and understanding yeah. him in his full expansion and, and totally. the different features of him as well. So the Bhagavatam has so much potency available to it. that uh, True. In fact, when I first read the Bhagavatam, I only read the translations. Uh, that's a good because, way to uh, go through the storyline. Yeah, because I found I, I found out that uh, okay, you know, it's going to take me a long time to read the purports, and a lot of people kind of get lost in the first or the second canto; they can't um, get past it. I think because the Bhagavatam is transcendental, completely transcendental, and Shila Pro and he said in the uh, Shila Prabhupada says that also. Uh, before you have developed a full appreciation or taste for reading the Bhagavatam, you can just taste it from anywhere, right? So you can just, uh, you know, you can just read his translations, right? Don't worry about the Sanskrit. Don't worry about the, you know, the purports in the very beginning, even though the purports are super important to understand the full context, uh, you get a full context of it. And then, um, then I started reading the Bhagavatam, uh, you know, uh, with the purports. And then then I started getting into the Sanskrit and the meaning of the words and, you know, and, um, uh, you know, is, is, personally, uh, my, my personal, this is my personal thing. It's not even important to get through it. Uh, just be in touch with the Bhagavatam somehow or the other. And this will have a tremendous impact. Even one verse, one page, one paragraph. A lot of people are very, you, I know you have a little child, so it's actually difficult to uh, spend a lot of time reading. You know, it's very noisy at home and uh, it's not easy at all. So uh, I find that any little thing you can do helps a lot. So what I did, for example, is I started these uh, reading groups. Uh, there are about seven or eight of them now. And uh, they're all students of the Ultimate Self-Realization course through a, so through a Google group. And we started reading the various uh, 
every year we start one class and about 100 people join and 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 they start reading and we start reading with Uh, Shila, small books of Srila Prabhupada then we read the Bhagavad Gita as it is four times and then we read the you know the Sri Shopanishad then we read the Nectar of Instruction then we sorry uh, and then we read the Nectar of Devotion we read the Brahma Samhita like we read all those basic texts and then uh, the the course the whoever is basically conducting that that group starts reading the bhagavatam and then we first read only the translations and then we read the cha- like chapter summaries only then the translations then like we go through multiple rounds of it and one of the groups that we started way back in 2011 is now reading the chaitanya charitamrita so what i find is that even if i don't have the time to sit down and read i always have my phone with me so i'm i'm getting at least eight emails a day that that are in different stages of reading somebody is reading from the perfection of yoga somebody is reading from the bhagavad gita somebody is reading from chant and be happy somebody is reading from ishopanishad somebody is reading from brahma samhita and even if i just read whatever the 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 core the, the course facilitator posted which is like probably a couple of paragraphs or maybe half a page or one page or whatever it is text that they pasted in the email i'm still getting a full quota of reading even if i haven't had a chance to sit down and read so uh, and shilo propa said this like he actually started the international society for krishna consciousness to get the association of vaishnavas mm. right like that's what he said obviously he's being very very modest there but but he was he meant it right so he created those vaishnavas so he could have their association right so if we can uh, basically figure out some kind of programs whatever that might be where people are reading or chanting or hearing or doing something of that sort then that alone keeps us going because like eight people uh are at different levels of energy at different times right like somebody is waning somebody is waxing right is going up and down but you can kind of keep up you can get uh nourishment from them all of them and they might say oh prabhu you got me started doing this but i'm like oh, well i got you started doing but but because you kept doing it i i got inspired to you know here and chant more beautiful analogy prabhu i uh that that's a good takeaway also is just always be in touch with the bhagavatam uh and the great thing about the bhagavatam is that like i was getting my hair cut today and i was asking the person who was cutting my hair do you like to read and and then the conversation you know got on to these these great epics coming out of uh, you know ancient india and she she said yeah well the the thing about like a good book is like you don't want it to end or you're sad once it ends or if it's dragged on too long uh in different series like harry potter then it just gets diluted but i was thinking with the bhagavatam you know it, it like never ends and as you progress through it it just gets sweeter and sweeter and then you can start it all over again and feel the exactly. same rush of uh, excitement exactly. and, and exactly depth to it so i was just i was just reading the you know at at a certain point i was reading a, the the you know how um um uh, lord varahadev was fighting hiranyaksha right and how he was playing with him you know and uh um you know how uh, and the demigods actually thought that hiranyaksha was defeating varahadev and they were getting very nervous <laughs> about it it's just such amazing drama inside there right it's varaha there right it's not even the three bended form of krishna playing his flute it's a lot of varaha right so it's completely transcendental right i i remember actually here that pass i i with the mace and he's just you know they're battling it and i was just in fish make oh this is so ecstatic yeah uh, it's, it's uh, quite quite epic absolutely for uh, so uh 
Yeah, it, it's, it's beautiful. Let's, let's distribute these Bhagavatams all over Canada, Prabhu, by the mercy of the devotees and for Srila Prabhupada's pleasure. Let's, uh, let's do the best we can to connect people Thank you. with yeah, the Bhagavatam. I'd like, to, like, I'd like to mention one thing, which is that actually when, you, when it comes down to how many books I distributed or how many books I distribute, the number is actually very small. I don't distribute a lot of books actually. Because, you know, while I'm a grahastha, I know I work a job, it's hard for me to go out for long periods of time, which is what it takes to distribute a lot of books. But um, I don't even think that the number of books that we distribute even matters. Just the attempt to distribute Srila Prabhupada's books is enough to keep us enlivened ourselves in life. Like even after a day full of getting no's, for example, I'm coming home, I'm singing and chanting and people around me are like, hey, it's so nice to see a person actually singing, right? Uh, you know, so I just feel happy. So I think anybody who tries to take up this service of book distribution and does it consistently is actually guaranteed to be jolly because it's, it's a lot of fun. It's very adventurous. It's so much to, uh, so much that we get out of it. You know, even if others might not get anything from our efforts, I don't know who has got what from my efforts, but, you know, it's it's great. And yeah, and personally for me, it has, I have a lot of follow-up. So the follow-up keeps me in Krishna conscious discussions, right? Because people are asking questions always. So, uh, you know, I have thousands of contacts and uh, yeah, please, please do that. Please follow up. Please uh, do your best to give them your best important you know, those follow-up tactics and i guess uh, one, one other thing with regards to the bhagavatam is uh you know we see it as such a vast literature and when, when you're stepping into the bhagavatam it seems like just incomprehensible so you know what, what just something briefly if you could think if you have any tips or or thoughts that we could go through the bhagavatam in a systematic way where we can digest it and it makes sense Do you, uh well, so navigating through the bhagavatam any any the bhagavatam is krishna right the bhagavatam is krishna and krishna reveals himself when he wants to so even if even if um i might not understand what is going on in the Bhagavatam, I just keep reading. You can pass on, like you, you don't have to stick to that particular point and insist and uh, force Krishna to reveal himself because he's not, like he's, that's not how bhakti works, mm. right? So bhakti is when Krishna reveals himself whenever he wants to. He has the lock and key. Radha Krishna are inside and they have the lock and key and they have to open the door to come out and meet you. Not, you can't barge in to Krishna uh, like that, right? He will let us in when he feels that we are ready for it. So I feel like you just continue reading. And even if uh, the, even if my understanding on a particular aspect of the Bhagavatam is weak, that doesn't mean I can cannot appreciate it. Just keep reading, keep going. And it helps a lot. Uh, the, the example given is um, Rupanuga Prabhu told me, and I'll tell you this story. I don't know how much time we have. But, we got about uh, well, another five or so, a little okay. bit more. So I'll tell you the story. It's very important. Uh, lesson for me anyways so there was this boy who uh, whose grandfather used to tell him stories from the scriptures from the Ramayana from the Mahabharata from the Bhagavatam and so on constantly telling him these uh, pastimes recounting these pastimes and uh, as the boy was little he would hear these stories because little children love stories but then as he became a teenager he was like I don't know what I'm doing with grandpa here 
but I'm not sure it's having any impact on me. Like I don't remember any of these stories. First of all, he's been telling me stories for the last 15 years. I hardly remember anything. Right. Secondly, what impact has it had on me? Anyways, like what has what benefit have I? What's in it for me with him? This is very important, right? These days, everybody is like, what's in it for me? Right. So I haven't really got. So he basically breaks the hard news to his grandfather and says, Grandpa, you know what? I really appreciate that you've been doing this for me, and and uh, but unfortunately, I think we need to stop because I'm not seeing any value from it. Right, the grandfather is heartbroken, but he says, "Okay, uh, oh my dear boy, you please do this one thing for me, okay? You see that coal basket over there? They live in a village, so they use coal to to cook and to heat and so on. So, so you see that coal basket in the, over there? He says, yes. He looks at it. It's a wicker basket, right? And uh, with holes. He says, go there and bring me back some water from the river. And the boy looks at his grandpa. He he always had." sneaking suspicion that he was crazy but now he's 100% sure that his grandfather is crazy right so he but he's like okay he's my grandfather you know i love him i will do whatever he asks me so he goes to the river fills it up you know and he you know in a teenager sort of way walks half heartedly over to the home and by the time he comes out all the water is gone because it's a wicker basket it leaks out of all the holes he says go try again right and he's like you know he does, he doesn't know why his grandfather is doing this but he's like okay just to humor him he does it anyways he does this again and again repeatedly 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 right and then he says and he's fully tired because he's walking up and down the river all the time and he's like you know what i'm not doing this anymore i'm sorry but i'm not doing this anymore just like i'm not hearing your stories i'm not here i'm not trying to fill get you water in this wicker basket this is full of holes so he he says uh, the grandfather says do you notice anything this is what i haven't been able to get you any water so far and he's like do you notice the basket then the basket was black with coal because it was a coal basket right but because of the constant flushing from the filling of the water and the emptying of the water it has actually gotten clean so the, i think the boy gets the picture and he says oh, i'm so sorry and he's very emotional and he basically realizes that it's not about what i retain but it's about the process which cleanses me mm. inside out so i think that's that's what the bhagavatam can do for us is you know and there's actually a verse that 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 in the bhagavatam right give us shrinavatam swakatha krishna punya shravana kirtana Krishna hears the Bhagavatam himself. He enjoys reading the, you know, hearing the Bhagavatam. In fact, when we are reading Bhagavatam to ourselves, we are actually reading to Krishna who is residing in our hearts. Srinivatam Swakatha. Sva means my own, his own. Swakatha. Krishna. Punya Shravana Kirtana. Hridayantastho hi abadhani. Vidunoti Suhrat Satam. So Krishna is our best friend living in our heart. He is hearing that we are reading him the Bhagavatam. Right? and so he washes up washes everything that is that is preventing us from from surrendering to him completely from being with him so this is you know nashta there's a whole verse like nashta prayer and yeah and another verse that i that i really love is the one that vaisheshika prabhu taught me while i was driving him back from the airport he used the 45 minutes to teach me that verse backwards forwards the whole way right let's hear it yeah so uh, th- there's one verse in the bhagavatam that um, that um, say says you know um how a person who is traveling you know um this is the verse basically dhautatma purusha krishna 
पादमूलम न मुंजति मुक्त सर्व परिक्लेश पांथ स्वशरणम यथा व्हिच मींस दैट अ पर्सन हुज हार्ट हैज बीन क्लेंज्ड बाय द रीडिंग ऑफ द भागवतम uh is it just behaves like a traveler who has just come home from a troublesome journey and shri and vaishesh prabhu says you know when you're traveling get what you get right you get whatever facilities you're going to get you only get what you want when you come back home right so when a person whose heart is cleansed then dhautatma purusha krishna padamulam namunchati doesn't let go of krishna's lotus feet holds on to them in the core of his heart padamulam namunchati mukta sarva pariklesha he has finished all his travels around the whole universe in all the different species and and remembers them all that right? we have we understands all his travels daut padamulam namunchati mukta sarva pariklesha pantha swasharanam yatha how a traveler who is returned home feels you know after a long long and troublesome journey so this is this journey in the material world is very long and troublesome but once we develop a taste for hearing and chanting from the shrimad bhagavatam then we never let go of krishna's lotus feet this is so the- perfect prabhu it's so encouraging to my heart to hear all of these beautiful uh, aphorisms and encouragement uh, to to dive into the bhagavatam and we have this like slogan this year which is uh the the slogan is save earth now you know and and how do we really serve or save earth now it's through this maha mercy of the bhagavatam and what what does that mean that ultimately means that you know if we can dive into the bhagavatam and be those living representatives of the bhagavatam and the embodiment just like vaisheshika prabhu as we see his profound effect from being a walking yep. talking bhagavatam uh yep. then we all become uh instruments of this this maha mercy to distribute it all over the world and we become like you prabhu a maha bhagavat uh-huh. someone who's empowered uh-huh. to distribute all of krishna's mercy maha bhagavat like this is this is very important for everybody to know especially myself is maha bhagavat is my spiritual master i'm a das Yes, Mahabhagavat Das. <laughs> I love that. All glories uh, to all the devotees. And Prabhu, thank you so much for thank coming you very much for having me on, inspiring all the devotees. This is this is what we all live for, and uh, your your life just to spread through the Prabhupada's message of the Bhagavatam and all of these these truths that that come out of what what Shri Prabhupada endeavored to do is uh, a life worth living so keep distributing that mercy prabhu Thank and you, i am I'm very much try. indebted to you for to give me your association here and uh, i i'm looking forward to serving with you soon my friend thank you very much for all your encouragement prabhu any last yes, words you'd like to you'd like to say to the devotees to just little drops of encouragement please try and you will see what an amazing difference it makes hari krishna hari krishna 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 hari 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 ram hari ram 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 hari hari thank you again for listening to sankirtan on please feel free to subscribe and share with your friends for regular updates and inspirational stories on how by giving we grow thank you for sharing this time with us all glories to shula prabhupada